The Guardian. Support for this Guardian podcast comes from Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes creating a professional website for your business, personal brand or portfolio so easy it's newsworthy. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. Hello and welcome to this special series from Media Guardian. I'm Vicky Frost and this is the first of four episodes celebrating Sheffield Docfest 2014. This year the festival has a new award celebrating audio documentaries from around the world and with me is Nina Garthwaite from In The Dark. Hello Nina. Hello Vicky. Uh, In The Dark champion the audio doc form at radio events around the world. Uh, she's also responsible for the new award at Sheffield. Nina, we've perhaps listened to This American Life and Radio Lab, so uh, prepare us. Okay, so the piece that we're going to listen to today uh, is called Jack and Ellen, and it is produced by a podcast called Love and Radio. Um, the producer of this piece are Mood Zadie and Nick van der Koek with sound design by Brendan Baker. And I won't tell you too much about what it's about, um, but uh, Love and Radio is a, a podcast that comes from the sort of tradition, very strong tradition of, of storytelling in uh, American radio, which you may know from This American Life or Radio Lab. But uh, it sort of takes it into a very extreme and interesting uh, and very visceral place. And we should say this is quite a disturbing clip, so it may contain triggers for those who have been abused. OK, let's have a listen. At the time I was working at Subway, but it was just really, I don't know, tedious to work as a sandwich artist. I was working five days a week, really hard all day. I was on my feet for eight hours, just breaking my back. I wasn't able to make my own times. And the best part about this job is that I can make my own hours. I can work from bed. I can make as much money as I want. I was really stupid about the whole thing initially because people would want to meet me right away. They would say, hey, you're 15. That's cool, let's get coffee. So I decided to come up with a story. I decided to go on Craigslist. I posted an ad in the male for male section of Craigslist titled (laughs) Young and Cute. Craigslist wouldn't allow me to write my age without getting my entry flat within a minute. I actually used an alias. It was like naming a baby. I wanted to get it right. It was Jack. Hi, my name's Jack. I'm a young guy who is still in the closet and would love to make some gay friends because I've never had any. I'll be moving to New York soon, so write me an email. Don't be shy. That was the story. Yes, I was going to make some friends ahead of time, which allowed me to talk to these people without the expectation of having to meet them face to face. I made a fake email account to go along with that ad. And then I included a picture. A picture of my friend, my roommate. I'm really young looking and skinny, what gay men refer to as a twink. Kind of love love twinks. (laughs) After 10 minutes of posting the ad, I had about 50 messages. I don't really check my emails anymore because I have so many of them. But I quickly realized I wouldn't be able to acquire the kind of information that I needed. But you you seem really interesting and I like you more than anyone else I've spoken to. So I had to convince them to add me on Facebook. So here's my Facebook if you want to continue chatting. I could find out their 
occupation, family, friends, stuff that people put on Facebook without thinking twice about it. <laughs> Personal information. As soon as they would message me on Facebook, I would reply, Hey, I didn't mean to deceive you, but I'm not really 18, I'm 15. If that's okay with you, let's keep talking. Just to rule out the ones that genuinely believed the kid was 18. That's okay. I don't mind. It's just a number. And then they would add me on Facebook and we would go from there. The first pedophile that I ever spoke to just began talking about uh, how he was horny, how he was looking at Jack's pictures, thinking about how much he wanted to. I had never had any experience talking dirty to men because I was a 21-year-old woman who had only been with women and has only still been with women. Let me rephrase that. Um, so... I took screenshots of the messages that he sent. I took screenshots of all his friends. He had a lot of family members listed. So I took screenshots of their profiles and I included them in a thread letter that I had written. And if you want, I can, yeah, I can read one of the many thread letters. Hello, Mr. So-and-so. You have recently been speaking to a 15-year-old boy named Jack. I have saved documentation of all of your conversations. Pretty much made it obvious that Jack didn't exist, that I had this explicit content. The ultimatum was, if you don't give me this $500 Amazon gift card, come tomorrow morning, I will send all of this information out to your family and friends and the police. Uh, you have until tomorrow morning to send me the gift card. I've had four aliases. Jack, Lisa, Caleb, and Ashley. I've made about 30 to 40 grand from 100 people. <laughs> Maybe more. My name is Ellen, and I'm a professional blackmailer. I had just moved to to live here with a few of my friends. But I had only saved up about $500. So within a month or two, that money was gone because I'm not really <laughs> responsible with my money at all. So I began stealing things. DVDs, box sets, printer ink, anything in the electronics department that I could get my hands on. But that was too risky. I, every time that I would steal, I would have to walk through some metal detectors and my heart would just sink to the bottom of my, of my stomach. You can only get away with it for so long. I began looking for jobs, of course, but, but it was really tedious to work as a sandwich artist. I decided to Google how to make quick money and ended up on this message board called uh, Bad Ideas. I probably went through about five pages, how to break into houses, how to break into cars. Not anything that I could do because I wasn't a master lock picker. I wasn't comfortable mugging people. So I was thinking, oh, I might just have to move back home. I don't have rent money. What am I doing? And I was starting to give up. But then on the fifth page, I came across this uh, entry titled puddle baiting, a term that I had never heard of before. I clicked on it and I began reading all about it. 
pedophating is when you pose as a teenager to lure in pedophiles to either make money or humiliate them. Most people, they know about to catch a predator, but they don't know about to con a predator. I thought, well, I can do this from my bedroom. All that I needed was a laptop, an internet connection, and my imagination. It's easy to have a fake Facebook account, but it's not easy to make a fake Facebook account look real. I took about a week. Jack lives in Miami, Florida. From Seattle, Washington. He knows English and Spanish. He's uh, single and interested in women. He's interested in women on his profile because he's still in the closet. So I showed what books he was into. Sirens of Titan, Franny and Zoe, Catcher in the Rye books that I read while I was still in high school. He likes Pink Floyd, Explosions in the Sky, Beach House, The Smiths, Jose Gonzalez, Animal Collective. I made 15 other fake profiles so that Jack could have friends to make comments like, oh, you look cute. I miss you. Where have you been? It's been so long. And that's it. I used to write fan fiction when I was younger, <laughs> but I've always been a pretty creative person. I've, I never thought I'd be able to act out these characters, but I quickly realized that I was a master manipulator <laughs> when I wanted to be. The first pedophile that I baited, I thought he was golden. I thought, this is it, my, my first catch. But it was weird. He didn't fall for it. He told me to just fuck off and, <laughs> and then blocked me. I was pretty disappointed, actually. That failed. And I thought this was such a stupid idea. All this hard work that I put in the last week was for nothing. I feel like the problem was that I let the guy know that Jack didn't exist. He didn't have a fear of actually getting in trouble because he knew that he had never actually spoken to a 15-year-old which I learned quickly uh, was something that I needed to correct. Okay, so that's an interesting piece of radio. I have a <laughs> lot of questions. Um, it's a really different treatment uh, of a subject there. I mean, there are several subjects there, but each of them, I think, is treated in a quite different way than uh, you might find, say, on uh, public radio. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think because it comes from a sort of podcasting background, um, there has maybe always been in Love and Radio in general a sort of slightly less restricted way of dealing with subjects. And, you know, I think if you listen through to the programme in full, which is about a 30-minute long piece, it, you know, it really goes to places and deals with that subject in a way that I actually have very rarely heard it dealt with, but all through the eyes of a person that, you know, if they were on public radio, maybe they wouldn't be given the stage in quite the same way that this piece gives this girl the stage. And I think that means that it sort of opens it up for uh, sort of reflections on that subject in a completely different way than you would get normally. Yeah, I agree. It re- I mean, it really does. It's very clever as well, the way it plays out. You know, there's that very sort of long drop until you find out what's really going on. And it's very intriguing for a long time. I wondered whether it was missing some of the questions that it really needed to ask. 
Um, the, the thing with the thing with Love and Radio is that it gets a lot of criticism as much as it gets praise in in lots of ways, not just for the subject. Um, like I say, quite often that can, there can be sort of shock elements within it that people object to. You know, the sound, it's very sort of loud, it's very... I mean, I should say later on in the programme, you do hear the producer asking some questions. And I think as the programme goes on, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who wants to listen to it, but certainly there are sort of greater... Sort of more, more and more reflections maybe on what she does and and the sort of space between who, you know, she feels she wants to be and who she who she is. I'm I'm pleased that <laughs> that it starts at least in that way and that there isn't, you know, that the, the the way the way that it begins is is to is to just let this woman have her stage and tell her story. I mean, more than anything, I did think what an amazing get that you know, what an incredible story that they've got. This fantastic woman. I mean, you know, journalistically, what a brilliant story to be telling. So tell us a bit about Love and Radio's process. How, how do they bring these stories to uh, broadcast? I think it's very much part of this American tradition of strong storytelling. They're looking for big characters with strong stories that's going to compel you, that's going to pull you along uh, with a narrative. And and then together with that, we have Brendan Baker, is who does most of the sound design for Love and Radio, an amazing young sound designer. Uh, who's doing all sorts of wonderful, weird and wonderful things. I, I should say, actually, that I think, you know, if there was a bit where I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I thought it was really effective and it made you listen very hard to kind of, you know, it made you concentrate. It wasn't just that thing of there's some radio in the background that I'm not quite paying attention to. I think that's true and I think what I love about it is this whole story, nothing is ever quite what it seems in the story and there's also an element of that in the sound design and and there's a moment where you can hear the I mean apart from of course what they do with the voice and you know that it sounds you think you're listening to a man and it changes and you're, you think you're listening to somebody who you're not ever going to be able to hear the true voice of and then you can and then there are little things which are uh, you know I feel like they're constantly throwing creativity at every little opportunity you know there's a bit of at the beginning where you hear the mobile phone interference and you're like oh dear you know somebody's not turned their mobile phone off and next thing you know they've integrated that into the music of the of the bed and underneath it there's the beep when she says where she's from and then that sort of it's the traditional bleep and it doesn't end it that goes in nothing's ever what it seems and there's always so much just thrown into the and so much fun so much fun in and in the in the creative soundscape of it all that you and and in the storytelling and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't I'm glad that they do it because, you know, it's really worth it for, for, for when it does. And I think they, you know, they are seen uh, increasingly as sort of real sonic innovators uh, in the podcasting world and in radio in general. Yeah, and I think as well they know when to leave it alone. There was that fantastic line, I wasn't comfortable with mugging people. And they did just, you know, let that line sort of hang. It, it was really well done, I thought. Not scared of a silence either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, thank you. Remember, there are links to all four programmes in this feed and on our SoundCloud page. And stay subscribed to Media Guardian to hear more in this series. Thanks for listening. For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com slash audio. Support for this Guardian podcast comes from Squarespace, providing creative tools that help you bring your ideas to life. Squarespace offers free domain names, customizable designs, drag and drop tools, and 24-7 supports. 
Squarespace also offers seamless e-commerce solutions for you or your small business. Every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look brilliant on any device. Start your free trial today. No credit card required. As a Guardian podcast listener, you'll get 10% off your new account by using the offer code GUARDIAN.